Super Talk Mississippi media production. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You are tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We are joined by Rhino in studio, and school is officially out for summer. So treat your family to a Mississippi getaway. Head on over to visitmississippi.org to learn a little more. Now, you are in for a real treat today here on Good Things because we are getting a behind-the-scenes glimpse into the world of arm wrestling. I just love it. Yep. And today would be the day if you want to see a six foot, six inch, 300 pound man in the studio that's not Rhino <laughs> to head on over to supertalk.fm slash watch. You will see I am joined by Wayne Withers of Neshoba County, who is taking the arm wrestling world by storm. And he's really making a mark for the sport here in our state, which I think is pretty cool. So welcome, Wayne. How you doing? You were not hard to spot when I came into the building earlier. I was looking for my six-foot-tall guest. You may be, out of four years of Good Things guests, you may be the tallest one we've ever had in the studio. Do you, do you have a hard time finding britches? Yes, I have a very hard time. I usually just find whatever brand I can wear, and same same way with boots. <laughs> <laughs> boots and britches, I can imagine that. But I assume your stature um, helps you in the sport of arm wrestling. So I shared with you that I kind of fantasized when I first came across uh, what you were up to, that you were inspired to start arm wrestling when you saw, you know, the 1987 movie Over the Top with Sylvester Stallone when he turns his cap backwards and he wins at all the big truck and all to save his son so is my premonition correct or are you going to crush all those dreams for me no that's absolutely correct growing up when i was the only child after complications from my mother giving birth uh i was they decided to just stop at me but they always said i was like having four and one <laughs> but uh me, growing up, me and my mom, we would just watch movies on the weekends. We'd go rent six or seven VHS tapes, you know, VHS cassettes. I didn't see a lot of my dad. He worked and had his own logging operation. And uh, when I, I remember when I was about 10 or 11 years old, my dad walked in the room one day and he said, here, he said, you might like this. He handed me a movie and it was over the top. And I don't know if it was a way to connect with my dad because I hadn't had, you know, a lot of time with him or just that I loved the movie and loved watching over the top that I really fell in love with it. But I remember, you know, watching it thinking it was just a movie, and I didn't realize, you know, one day I would actually become friends with a lot of the people from the movie because it was shot on the 1987 World Championships in Las Vegas. It was the biggest, to date, and even to date right now, the biggest arm wrestling tournament ever in the world. Which I guess makes a lot of sense. That's so interesting because that's not something you can just cast people for that know what they're doing. Like, you actually are going to have to get people who can arm wrestle if you want it to be a believable scene within the movie which that's pretty much uh you know the whole you know m of that movie but this is your real life wayne and your dad was kind of um you know an inspiration too he wasn't sylvester stallone but (laughs) or truck driver but he arm wrestled so how did you guys connect over over that my dad would just 
would arm wrestle, you know, at spurt of the moments, if uh, somebody wanted to challenge somebody for a strength, uh, my dad was just real. He was like known as the local town strong man. You know, he he held short logs, you know, from a very young age, and I got into that as well. But yeah, I remember my dad was considered the strongest man in town, and I really, you know, I, I, I really meant a lot to me, and I wanted to do the same thing. I just took it a step further by going to actual professional tournaments and competing as I got older. Do you remember the first time you ever arm wrestled? Oh, the first time I arm wrestled. Just playing around. Probably against my dad when I was about, after, probably not long after watching that movie, probably around 13 years old against my dad. Did he let you win? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Did he even give you the slightest sense that you may have a chance? No, it seemed at that point there was no chance at all. No, it seemed, And I, I remember when I was about 15, I had been working with my dad in the wo- in the woods full time. I had started homeschooling around probably around 14 years old and I worked with him and my uncle and I would I would pull against my dad every night almost we would just play around on the table and I was running chainsaws and driving skidders and you know, doing a lot of things that would make you stronger in the hand and wrist to compete. I remember by the time I was 15, I could beat him, his brother, any grown man in the community. What was it like the first time you knew you beat your dad in arm wrestling, um, and you knew he didn't like let you do it? Well, I beat him that night at the house, and I remember the next morning at the breakfast table at my grandmother's, uh, he was telling my uncle, yeah, he beat me, and I know if he can beat me, he can beat you. And my uncle was a bigger man. He just wasn't quite as strong as my dad was. And uh, I remember I beat my uncle. <laughs> it just kind of went from there. Uh, the word spread around the community that there's this kid that's beating these grown men in town. And that's how I started getting my popularity at it, I guess you'd say. Well, yeah. I mean, it's kind of it's something interesting. People, it's one of those things I feel like it's just this impulse. If you've got a group of friends, you know, you want to bro sesh or have a good time or whatever, you just sort of see who's, you know, who wrestle it out. If it's not really wrestling, then it's arm wrestling. But you're using the word pull or pulling. So mm-hmm. in the world of arm wrestling, professional arm wrestling, that's y'all don't call yourselves arm wrestlers. You call yourself pullers. Pullers. Yes. And that's because you are pulling more pulling than anything opponent. else. Yes, yes. It's all it's all pull sport, yeah. So we go by pullers. I mean, you know, sometimes we go by arm wrestlers, but you know, normally it's a uh, we're pulling this puller, and we're going to pull him on this date. You know, it's all about pulling. <laughs> okay, so in the state of Mississippi, you obviously there, Wayne, in your small town, which at that time was that Carthage, or had your family moved to Philadelphia? Carthage. Carthage. I mean, you you tap out, right? Like, I mean, if you are arm wrestling everyone in town, all the football team, all the wrestling team, whatever it may be, you run out of opponents. So when did you make the shift to maybe going into real competition with it or even got introduced that it could be a real competition? Right. Yeah, because as I was getting older, around 18, 19, I couldn't find nobody around town to arm wrestle. Nobody wanted to play around no more. I had no idea it was a real sport at all. And uh, I remember I was in a in my trucking business, at a, and it was around 2008. I was about 27, 28 years old, but the logging witness, the logging business went horribly bad. We couldn't sell timber nowhere. And my friend in Carthage, he owned a gas station. And I approached him and asked him, you know, could I get a job pumping gas? And he said, yeah, sure. I must have felt about two foot tall having to park my rig and, and go to that gas station. But if that hadn't happened, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you right now. Because he also owned a gym, and I had been working there about three weeks, and you know, and, and he told me, he said, you come by the gym today and get your check. He said, we won't be bringing it over today. So I went by, and when I picked up the check, I noticed at the corner of my eye, 
they had a flyer for an arm wrestling competition. And I said, wow, you know, this is right up my alley. I'd love to do it. And uh, I waited. I counted the days. It was like three weeks away. And I went and beat everybody at the gym, and I won the tournament. And I said, you know, if they're doing this here, why can't they be doing it in other places? And back then, it wasn't near as popular as it is now, but I found a site on the Internet called the Northeast Message Board for Arm Wrestling. And I found out that every state in the United States held at least one to two competitions a year except Mississippi. So the first one I found was in Little Rock, Arkansas, and I said, we'll make the trip. Well, that day I got introduced to professional arm wrestlers, and I seen real quick that I wasn't near as good. Got a little piece of humble pie (laughs) back at the table when you were like 13 with your dad, but that's okay. Yeah, I got beat horribly bad that day, and and it kind of found out it was the Unified Nationals. I didn't even have a clue what the Nationals was. And a guy told me, he said, you know, you do a lot better at a state tournament. So I looked on the Internet, and I found one of the New Mexico State Championships. And I went, and I entered amateur. They had amateur events, and I won amateur that day. What year was this? This would have been around the same year, around 2008, 2009. Okay. I'm, I'm going to say 2009. And I won amateurs, but I lost in pro. And this went on for, for years. I didn't win a pro match for five years. And there was no arm wrestling in Mississippi. I brought the first ever tournaments in Mississippi. And now we're one of the biggest arm wrestling tournaments in the whole country. So how did you do that? How did you go from, hey, guys, look, Mississippi, we have, we are, we're behind in this sport. Let's get this sport here. Where did you hold the first arm wrestling competition here in Mississippi? The first one I held was at the Dancing Rabbit uh, Hotel right next to the Silver Star Golden Moon Casino. And it was... I would have to run you back through that to get the right year on that. Um, I went to Alabama State five years into it. Like I say, I had I had just won amateur competitions up to then. And Alabama State, I said, "Hey, look, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna win." I was I thought I was good. I said, "I'm gonna win win amateurs, and I'm gonna compete top three in pro. I'm gonna come in top three because you could pull." You know, you, it's not like football arm wrestling. You can go in there and say, if you think you're good, you can sign up with pros. It ain't like getting drafted. You know, you can sign right up and pull with if the best. If you want to pull up and, and whatever, yeah. you can sign your name to it, you come on then. So I had always pulled pro, and the only way I would win a pro match was if I got lucky enough to meet somebody in the pro tournament that was just like me. He was an amateur, but he had signed up for pro, and we happened to get lucky enough to run across each other, and I beat him. But I remember thinking that day I'm going to win – I'm going to win amateur, no problem, and I'm going to come in top three in pro. And I took second place in the amateurs that day. And you talk about feeling bad. It's like I tell people. Imagine going to college for five years to get your master's degree, and then the professor walks up to you and says, hey, I'm sorry, you know better today than you was five years ago. And that's what I was looking at. I was no better five years into it than I was the day that I started. But that's definitely not where your story ends, Wayne. We are continuing with Wayne Withers, arm wrestling extraordinaire, coming up next here on Good Things. For all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services. 
Glass Networks, they're going to try and steer you to use their own glass shop. Well, you could tell your insurance you want to use Venable Glass, and there'll be no additional cost to them to get the highest quality glass. Venable Glass is locally owned and operated, and they do windshield replacement and rock repair right there in their shops, or they'll even come to you in the Tri-County area for free. That's right, free mobile service. At Venable Glass, they also do frameless and frame shower doors, mirrors cut to size, and installed. Picture frame glass, table and desktops, insulated glass, plexiglass, commercial storefronts and doors, and heavy equipment glass. Venable Glass, they'll come out and give you a free estimate. They want to work hard for your business. Venable Glass, open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and on Saturday, 8 to noon. Hey, there's two locations, too, in Ridgeland at 660 Highway 51 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive South in Crossgates. Check them out on the web at www.venableglass.com. Remember, for all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services, 601-605-4443. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. L.S. Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, L.S. Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. L.S. Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the L.S. commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the L.S. Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the L.S. difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. Be sure to tune in every Saturday morning from 10 until noon for The Handyman Show. Brought to you locally in part by Mid-South Crawl Space Solutions. Protecting your home from structural damage, cracks, humidity, mold, and more. That's Mid-South Crawl Space Solutions of Mississippi. Your window tent headquarters at Auto Trim Designs on Highway 80 in Pearl is now also your best source for the lasting protection of Expel paint protection film. Your car is too precious to fail to protect it from bugs, rocks, and road debris. For more info, go to autotrimdesigns.com. Are you a hard worker? Are you dependable? Do you have a good attitude? Do you want to be part of a team? If so, the Black Label Bridge Builders at Key Constructors offers lead men and women purpose-driven career opportunities with on-the-job and outside training, leadership development, and benefits. To learn more about what it takes to be a Black Label Bridge Builder, please visit Key's website at keyconstructors.com. Please also follow at Key Constructors on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to see regular updates on the Black Label Bridge Builders. In the metro area, the houses talk. Hey, Jan, how's it going today? Hey, Barney. You're not sold yet? No, my shutters need replacing, my floors need unbuckling, my boudoirs need updating. Well, my person called Will White with the price, and Will White said the price was right. No updating, no nothing. I'm sold as of tomorrow. Call Will White. He buys houses. 601-401-4323. 601-401-4323. Or online at homebuyersms.com. Where Mississippi comes to talk. The JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays 10 to 1. Here on Super Talk Mississippi. Making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi has so many good places for you and your family to eat, stay, and play. Take some time today to go to visitmississippi.org to explore a little more. 
And Sports Talk Mississippi will be in Hoover at the SEC tournament starting tomorrow. So you'll get an inside look at what's happening in Hoover all next week. Plus, you'll find out who's in and who's out as we get closer to the NCAA regional selections. You may have never played in the NCAA regional selections when it comes to baseball, but I bet you've had an arm wrestling match at some point in time, whether it's between you and your friends or maybe you even got a little too many whiskeys in you and tried it in a public place at a bar one time. But even fewer of you have actually taken it to the next level, like our guest today on Good Things, um, Wayne Withers of Neshoba County, who is a professional arm wrestler and got quite a lot of titles. So how many titles do you have or you hold right now, Wayne? Well, I think I hold somewhere around 34. I've won around 34 professional arm wrestling tournaments in the last 10 years, 10, 11 years, yeah. Because that would be how long you've sort of been pursuing the sport as a competitive athlete. Competitive athlete, yes. I don't know how many of them are state titles. I don't know how many of them are just, you can call them whatever. I mean, you never know who's going to show up at these things. Uh, You can call them joe bob's arm wrestling tournament out in the country and you know you might you'll have good competitors show up or you can say this is the mississippi state or this is the alabama state this year i've won this, so far this year i've won three state championships this year so mississippi not, 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 yet. Not, not yet not uh, yet so you go to other states and rack up their state titles yeah. so far january well that doesn't seem nice <laughs> <laughs> january the, the first part of january i won st louis which was Missouri. The end of January, I went to Illinois, which was only 35 miles down the road, and uh, I won Illinois state champion, and then Alabama overall state champion. Then I went to a tournament in Texas, but it wasn't a state tournament. It was just uh, a run-of-the-mill, kind of a new tournament they was experimenting with. It was something totally different than we had ever seen. So if they're looking at, if you are looking at supertalk.fm slash watch on behind the scenes of good things, you'll see that Wayne is wearing, I guess, a jersey and it says Team USA arm wrestling. So who's the governing body over the competitions that you're going to? Because you mentioned you can have them in the backwoods and it be considered a competition, but there's also standards and sort of a governing body over, over arm wrestling. Right? Yes, yes. This is the IFA, International Federation of Arm Wrestling. They do all kind of tournaments throughout the year. There's the WAF, they call it the World Arm Wrestling Federation. There's the Lottie Tour, which is overseas in Europe and uh, usually held in Poland as one of the biggest tournaments in the world. And uh, as I'll get into my story later, the World Arm Wrestling League is what really has exploded arm wrestling. And I was lucky enough last year to sign a contract with them. So I'm one of the – actually, I'm the only super heavyweight from the South that I know of that signed contracts with the World Arm Wrestling League. I know. We're getting ahead of ourselves. So that's 12 years into your sport. Let's go back to when you won your first professional sport because it took you five years. And you mentioned you came in second in your fir- or in an amateur, and you had, you had set out to win it, obviously, and then win a pro. So what did you come back and work on? How did you approach winning that first pro competition? The main thing that, that I look back on was, like I say, I, I gathered up my stuff and said, hey, I'm going to the house, you know, after taking second place in the amateurs. As I'm walking out the door, back then, nobody would really talk to me. And uh, I was walking out the door. For some reason, there was an older gentleman standing at the table, and he said, where are you going, son? And I explained to him that I wasn't any good. And he said, let me tell you something. He said, I went to 36 arm wrestling tournaments in four years and never won a single amateur match. I said, amateur tournament? He said, no, son. I never won an amateur match. He said, my dad said, I love you, but you might want to consider a different hobby. 
He said, now I've been second in the world three times. Don't never give up. Well, I didn't know this guy at all. I'd never seen him before. Never seen him since then. And I decided to hang around and watch the pro tournament. And he destroyed everybody. And he had such a confidence about himself that, you know, he knew when he got to the table he wasn't going to lose. And I said, you know, why can't I do it if he can do it? Because at that time I had only lost a handful of amateur matches. So why can't I be that good? So I go home and I hear about a small tournament that a local group from Tuscaloosa, Alabama, is putting on an arm wrestling tournament out of all places in a basketball gym at a high school. So, yeah, that's a small time. I said, you know, anything to do with arm wrestling, I'm going. So I drove to Tuscaloosa, and they invited me to a practice. I had never been to arm wrestling practice. So I go, and I'm getting beat, and there is a about a 55, 56-year-old national champion standing in the corner out there in this hot sun, you know, drinking coffee, watching me arm wrestle. And he walks over to me and he says, son, you don't have a clue what you're doing, do you? I said, no, sir. I said, nobody's ever worked with me at all. He said, would you like me to teach you how to arm wrestle? And I said, yeah. And he worked with me for about three hours that day. And I was just a complete turnaround. I started winning tournaments everywhere I went. It's like you switched your hat around <laughs> exactly. and over the top, except that it was a little less dramatic than that. It was an actual getting the technique. I've actually heard um, many who listen to Good Things know that I love the sport of um, weightlifting or Olympic lifting, and we've all we always say that um, strength is a skill as much as it is just brute strength. Like yeah. when you learn the skill behind the movements, you can compound your efforts, yeah. you know, really quickly. Did, yeah. did you find that way for yourself? Oh yeah, you also have to train your mind you have to say that there's no way this guy can beat me before you get to the table you know i don't worry about anybody in north america at all you know i pull anybody anytime for any amount of money i'm not scared of anybody you know and that just which has also come from years of wins <laughs> at the time looking back on it no i wasn't that confident but uh i definitely am now and the things that he he actually took the time to work with me and i've went so far since then that every time i see this guy he wants his picture taken with me, and he wants me to give him advice on how to arm wrestle, which is unbelievable because he taught me everything that I knew back then. And of course, I picked up some different tricks along the way. And I, at that time, like I say, I was winning tournaments. I could show up at just about anywhere I wanted to and win a tournament, but I knew if this guy showed up or if that guy from Alabama or Louisiana, if they was to decide to come, yeah, I'm going to get second, third place or something like that. So I said, what do I got to do? to become that guy, the guy that when I walk in the room, everybody's afraid of me. So I had to sit down, you know, what does it take to be top 10 in North America? And all it, ta- all it really separates us from the regular arm wrestlers is the time, the training we put into it. Going to the gym, I had always heard that, you know, don't go to the gym if you want to be good at arm wrestling, arm wrestle. How does a pitcher get good at playing baseball? He pitches. But back then, there was only arm wrestling practices three to four hours away from my house. So when I did get to go, which normally only about every three months, I would do too much, and I would actually hurt my arm and leave in worse shape than I was when I got there. So, well, like I say, I'd always been preached to arm wrestle, arm wrestle, arm wrestle. I watched a video one day on this arm wrestler that's uh, a 30-time national champion from Montana, and they asked him in the video, you know, big muscled-up guy. I remember he was real strong. How did how did you uh, how do you train for arm wrestling? How often do you go to practice? He said, "I've never been to practice in my life." He said, "I go to the gym and, and lift weights." So it goes back to me again, the same as that guy I met in Alabama. If he can do it, why can't I? Because I had nobody to train with here, and still don't. I'm still by myself in Central Mississippi. 
all the guys, even though we have two to three major tournaments a year in Mississippi, all the pullers are in south down around Hattiesburg and up north around uh, Tupelo. So we have our state championships July the 24th in Hattiesburg at Brewskies. That's where we're holding them right now. We've held them there from, from there to Jackson. And like I said, I hit my first at the, in Philadelphia. So when you started working out and lifting weights, what was your regimen? Was it like deadlifting or grips or abs or curl? I see you just curling in the mirror, but I'm sure that's probably not exactly how it went down. So, <laughs> so I mean, what were the areas that you that you tried to strengthen? Well, you have to think back years ago when I was amateur losing all these matches, I was going to the gym regular, but I was doing the wrong things. Like I say, what works for some people don't work for everybody. They told me, I was reading stories back then about pull-ups was the best thing to do. So I put a pull-up bar in my house, and if I went to the restroom, I would stop and do 20 pull-ups on the way, 20 on the way back. It was all day long. So I was just confident, you know, by listening to these other people that I was going to be really, really good. And finger strength, they preached on finger strength. And I would, I would like to say I was closing 350 pounds, you know, with my fingers. You know, there's special heavy grippers you can buy to use that. That didn't work for me. And I honestly believe right now if you cut my fingers off, I would be just as good of an arm wrestler right now as I am with my fingers because I don't use them in an arm wrestling match. That's my technique. You are confident. <laughs> so I turned around and, and started thinking about the what what do I really use and, and if you think about it what your main muscle is in an arm wrestling match is your wrist whoever's got the strongest wrist who that's who's driving the car whoever can bend the other one's wrist at the start is going to win the match so I started doing a lot of weird things in the gym and a lot of people would look and what, what are you doing you know they want to know you know a lot of reverse wrist curls where I put the 45 pound bar behind my back and put a lot of weight on it and just wrist curl it to pretty much get sick and, you know, wrist rolls, rolling weights with uh, the wrist rollers you said the baseballers use, but I take it to the extreme. I put it on the end of bars that, that are stable, and I roll 100 to 150 pounds forward and backwards. And that's a lot. That's my everyday routine in the gym and back pressure. I, use, I do a lot of back machines and stuff, and it really it really transforms well over to the table in arm wrestling. And it's also transformed well into getting other people inspired here in the state of Mississippi to join Wayne um, in the competitive world of arm wrestling. We're going to learn about that and more coming up next. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today's sunny sky is high near 91. Tonight, partly cloudy, low around 67. Your Tuesday, sunny conditions, high near 91. Tuesday evening, partly cloudy, low around 68. And for your Wednesday, mostly sunny conditions, high near 89. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon. Hi, I'm Dr. Will Umflett with Capital Dental. We at Capital Dental want you to be confident in a bright and healthy smile that you can be proud of. We provide teeth whitening to brighten your smile. Book your appointment today at CapitalDentalInc.com. Capital Dental, located in Northeast Jackson on Lakeland Drive. This is Brent Calloway. Since 1954, Calloway's has been family-owned and operated. Located in Gludstadt, just south of Germantown High. Calloway's has everything you need to make your yard and garden beautiful. From trees, shrubs, and color plants to bulk soils for delivery and pickup. Callaway's has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture. 
with all the new 2021 collections in stock and arriving. Farmer's Market is open, full of fresh fruits, vegetables, and local honey, and the best tomatoes in town. Callaway's will have farm-fresh produce seven days a week. Callaway's offers bulk soils for delivery and pickup. We also offer landscaping. Our designers, Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle, can design and install your landscape from a small job to a total transformation. Just give us a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Visit Callaway's in Gladstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Callaway's is, Callaway's is, everything for home and garden. That's what Callaway's is. Tune in this Saturday morning from 8 till 10 for Weekend Gardening, where Garden Mama Nellie Neal will tackle all your gardening questions. Weekend Gardening, brought to you in part by The Tractor Store, your local Mahindra dealer, The Tractor Store, Highway 49 South in Richland. Got to get that fixed. Uneven driveways causing headaches? Helms Polyfoam will fix it without tearing up your driveway in the process. We inject polyfoam under settled concrete to stabilize it in a matter of minutes, not days. Polyfoam is used on runways, railways, and highways, so there is no question it will support your driveway. We also repair seawalls, sidewalks, pond dams, retaining walls, and unstable soil. Visit HelmsPolyfoam.com or call Helms Polyfoam at 601-966-7821. I'm Dr. Michael Walker, founding physician at New Care MD. We provide concierge medicine that everyone can afford. We do this by eliminating middlemen and restoring focus on the patient-physician relationship. For a low monthly fee, less than the average cost of a cell phone, you get access to unlimited clinic visits, wholesale medications and labs, and even telehealth. It doesn't take an act of Congress to get affordable health care. Learn more about health care the way it should be at NewCareMD.com. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. While Governor Tate Reeves' office says they're unaware of any instances of this happening here, there are reports that undocumented migrant children are being flown into states like Tennessee for resettlement. Mississippi native and Tennessee Senator Marsha Blackburn told Fox News it's happening in the dead of night. No one was notified, not your state, your federal, your local officials. No one knew that this was happening. The U.S. Attorney's Office has announced updates and a pair of crimes committed on the Choctaw Indian Reservation. Stuart Nicky pled guilty to the 2017 murder of his girlfriend, with court documents showing that he beat her to death in the Bogoma community. 33-year-old William Belk of Quitman will spend 16 years in prison for the armed robbery of the Bogoma Casino in July of 2020 and for shooting and injuring a Sandersville police officer during his attempted getaway in a stolen casino vehicle. Bad internet is bad for business. We've all been there. Lagging video chats, slow downloads. Oh, come on. It's just not a good look. Instead, call Ceasefire Business. Our local experts deliver gigabit speeds backed by thousands of miles of fiber for the fastest, most reliable internet around. Period. No excuses, no apologies. Just fiber fast internet that works. Ceasefire Business. See how our fiber solutions can help power your success at ceasefirebusiness.com. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. Join us every day for the college football fix driven by Ford. Ford builds the SUVs and trucks of the future for everyone. Like Explorer and Expedition, these SUVs are built to command the road. And the 2021 Ford F-150, smart, tough, and built to get the job done. Because the vehicles of the future aren't built for a few, they are built for America. Drive one at your local Mississippi Ford dealer today and don't miss the college football fix driven by Ford. 
The JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Guiding you through the middle of your day with facts, fodder, and fine music. Weekdays at 10 on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. Keeping you up to date with news, weather, and politics that affect you and your family. Super Talk Mississippi News. Your news all the time. On air and online. Super Talk Mississippi News at supertalk.fm. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. on planning a Mississippi getaway today. You can do that over at visitmississippi.org to explore a little more. And the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert will be on location this Friday for a statewide Memorial Day celebration at the Mississippi Armed Forces Museum at Camp Shelby in South Mississippi. The Armed Forces Museum may be the best-kept secret in the state, and it's an amazing facility that honors the service and sacrifice of the United States military. So the JT Show will be on location this coming Friday at Camp Shelby. And I feel like Wayne Withers is one of the best-kept secrets in the state when it comes to what you've done for the sport of arm wrestling and how it has grown since you sort of just started knocking down doors and getting competitions here. So to date, how many professional pullers do we have in the state? We probably have around 60 professional pullers in the state. And we have about, we don't have a lot of them that travel as much as I do. I'm going to say a handful, maybe eight to ten of them that travel around the United States as I, as I do, but most of them just pull locally. But it's still, if even if you're pulling locally, you can still stay pretty competitive in the sport because, like I say, we have about three major tournaments a year here in Mississippi. With the next one coming up, you said July in Hattiesburg. July 24th in Hattiesburg at Brewskies. You need to go ahead and mark that on your calendar. That would be something cool to come out and spectate if you've never seen it before. I would assume it would be something very thrilling. But Jeff in Oxford asked on our ceasefire text line, Wayne, has have you ever broken an arm while pulling? No, you can't break the arm yourself. It's uh, the person that breaks their arm's fault. If you get in a certain position, if you get outside of your arm, they call it, it only takes about 10 pounds of pressure to snap. So 10, 10 pounds of pressure in a bad position to snap your arm. Stop It'll break it. the humerus. So Jim and Hernando wants to ask about John... Brzezink. Brzezink. John Brzezink. Brzezink. Does that John name Brzezink. ring? Does he, he, I know it's as confident as you are, Wayne. He does not scare you. But does he, does that name ring a bell for you? Yes, he is in the Guinness Book of World Records. And he's well, maybe the one, he does. He, <laughs> he is, a, is the greatest arm wrestler of all time. He walks around at about 220 pounds. And when he was 21 years old, he actually won the over-the-top tournament. He is the actual winner. But because of his size and because of the fact that he was a young, blonde-headed kid, and look more like a professional tennis player instead of an arm wrestler. Hollywood didn't think that he should use they should use him for the leading role, so they used Bull Hurley. But he actually beat Big Bull Hurley, beat all these other guys. It's just as a kid, like I say, twenty one. He won the truck. He won the whole thing. The, the two hundred thousand or whatever. He won the whole show. They actually show him in the show in a few different spots of the movie. They show John Brzezink. So over the top, which is the movie that inspired you when you were like a little boy, Wayne. I mean, that's a real tournament. Is that still going on? No, over the top was a one-time tournament. Oh, a one-time tournament. They still have world championships all over the world. All over the yes, all over the world. But over the top was just something a little special. We don't, I don't really know how it got started. And I don't know why they decided to do the movie on. I, I really don't know the 
the story behind it, but over the top was, to this date, it was the biggest thing the world, the arm wrestling world had ever seen. Well, you were invited to the World Championship, which is coming up in September, I think you mentioned. And so how did you get that invitation? I had to qualify. for. There was a, a qualifier in Alabama, in Cottonwood, Alabama, and this was March of last year. And I went and I won the whole tournament and qualified for the Worlds. We were supposed to have the Worlds in September of last year. Because of COVID, it was postponed until this year. So that's how you have to. I can't see you arm wrestling in a mask. (laughs) (laughs) No, no way, no way. No, we had to wait till that pass. (laughs) I want to talk about the sport, though, because, again, I think so many of us listening to Good Things Today, Wayne, our limited experience with arm wrestling outside of just backyard parties or bar brawls is the movie Over the Top. So do they really, do you have, like, do you sit down across do you have like your hand tied? Like walk us through a match, like as this from the start to finish. What what will happen? Well, they have the what they call the set down arm wrestling tournaments or the set down nationals. I have never competed in one. Most traditionally, they're all stand up arm wrestling matches, and a strap match is what you're calling being tied to somebody, which is what I look for. You don't start out in a strap. You go to the table, you grab the hand peg with your non-arm wrestling arm, you grab your opponent's hand, and the referee sits, lines you up, makes sure nobody's cheating, he says, ready, go. And a lot of the times, your hand will slip away from your opponent's hand. When it does, that's when they call it a strap. You put your arms back together, tie you together very tightly with a strap. What would be cheating? Cheating is... The only thing that that they call a foul on is is elbow fouls. As long as your elbow stays on the pad, you're okay. You can go pretty much under the table, over the table, (laughs) one leg off the floor. As long as your hand is on the elbow, your non-arm wrestling hand is holding the pig, and your elbow stays on that pad with contact to that pad, anything pretty much goes. Do you have like a system of or like a routine, whether it's mental music, what you eat for breakfast, what britches you wear to, to like get you into that mode? Do you wear the hat? Do you turn it backwards? What does Wayne Withers do when he's when he knows he has an opponent? Well. Early years into it, I couldn't eat nothing at all. I would have butterflies real bad the day of. And after that, I was just, you know, blue jeans, T-shirt. But then I got to notice, and I went to a tournament a couple of years ago, and I wore my actual gym clothes, my gym, like, jogging pants. And I felt stronger. I felt more confident. And I talked to some other guys at the tournaments about it. And they said, yeah, because, you know, you're used to what you're doing when you're getting strong. You know, that brings you back to that. So... Ever since then, I've always made it a point to wear, like, my gym clothes to the event, you know. It's whatever you feel the most confident or comfortable in, as you mentioned. You shared a little bit about your routine, and you figured that out for yourself in the gym, what works for for Wayne Withers. But you also mentioned the mental side of it. So I understand how you got physically stronger, and to me, strength is a skill, so you learned the techniques behind arm wrestling. But what mental strategies did you sort of gather to help you improve as an arm wrestler? Well, I guess I've actually had people, like in the movie, you see them, they would kind of push them or slap at them. And <laughs> I've actually done that before, before big matches, and, and I, it gets your adrenaline prunch, uh, pumped up, sights you out, it makes you stronger, you know, makes your whole, everything gets, makes you a lot stronger when you get upset. So, yeah, when we're respectful on the table, we're going to shake each other's hand before and after the match. But during that match, you can let an explosion out, you know, just get extremely upset. You know, you can actually, I say, hey, this guy that I'm arm wrestling, he is 
push my kid's face in the dirt. He's chucked rocks at the dogs. He did something to make me mad. You know, no one he hasn't. But, you know, you're trying yeah. to get in that mindset of wanting to win so bad that that you actually go to a different place. You know, you can get upset, you know. But, you know, we, we know at the end of the day we're going to respect each other off the table. But we're going to put on a show sometimes, too, you know. Well, and I think that's part of the thrill. If you've never been out, and we should all be looking to maybe um, support these local events that you're bringing to Mississippi, even as a spectator, I think it would be a lot of fun. But I also think there's a lot of misconceptions around arm wrestling. I mean, as a parent, I don't have young boys, but I could imagine if my son came home and was like, Mom, I want to be an arm wrestler, I'd be like, ah, you need to do something with your life. Um, so it's not like the the bar fights or the, you know, sort of the rough and tumble all the time. Like, this is a legit professional sport. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the referees are professional. And, you know, if they hear somebody in there that's using foul language, you know, just talking to one of his friends, hey, look, you know, we get, there's kids in here, there's women in here, you know, cut it out real quick. They don't they don't put up with that. So, yeah, we have child events at a lot of these tournaments, maybe 13 and up, and the referees are real careful watching the children compete, making sure, that, you know, if their arm gets in a bad position, they'll stop the match. It's better to stop it and restart the match than somebody get injured, somebody get hurt, you know. With, yes, ab- uh, yes. As a parent, yes, that would be. Especially when you said it only takes like ten pounds of force, whenever uh, to snap an arm. But you mentioned the women. So, is this a thriving sport for the ladies? Oh yeah, yeah. A lot of women competitors. Are they uh, scary? Oh no, they just look like everyday women. You never know there was arm wrestlers. <laughs> you never know it. And I feel sorry for them years ago because. A lot of the times the tournaments they might not be, but two to three to four women show up for the for the tournament, and they wouldn't get to pull along at all. But you know, as, as arm wrestling has got so much popular over the last three to four years, now the women's event can sit there and just run almost as long as the men's event, and they're they're very interested in it. What do you think has sparked the interest in arm wrestling? Probably social media, Facebook, uh, YouTube, Instagram. And that's what a lot of people don't understand. You know, I got people in Mississippi that's real good competitors that might have been on the road with me for two or three years, and inside of two or three years, they was beating a lot of big name arm wrestlers. It took me a lot longer than that because when I started, there was no Facebook of it, there was no YouTube of it. You've seen these arm wrestlers sometimes on ESPN, but they didn't, they wasn't talking to the public on Facebook and all. But now, you know, you can ask any of them for advice. The best in the world, all around the world. You know, I got people that contact me from Africa, from Japan, all over China, all over the Middle East. I'm friends with people that arm wrestle, and that's, that's crazy. You mentioned <laughs> there's nobody in North America that makes Wayne Weathers nervous at an arm. Do you call it an arm table? Arm or wrestling table. Arm wrestling table. <laughs> but is there someone internationally that you're like, you know, makes you make make you would like to see that match? Yeah, I actually asked the Italian world champion about a month or two months ago on on, a, on the internet for a match, and he he never responded. So uh, shame on him. That, that's the way it is. Uh, they haven't. Uh, there, there's people all over the world. I'd love to compete. I'd love to find somebody that could get me highly motivated to to train really really hard. You know, for a match because right now I'm going to the gym. And working out, I'm just not working out as hard as I would be for a super match against somebody. Well, and that will be coming up in September for you, but we've got a little bit more coming up with Wayne coming up next.
When the power goes out, your life is disrupted. Heat, air conditioning, refrigeration, phones, all gone. Be prepared for the next outage with a Generac Home Standby Generator. After sensing a power outage, a Generac Generator automatically restores your home's power, whether you're home or away. Power your life with a Generac Home Standby Generator. In Central Mississippi, contact Generator Technologies at 601-862-3419. That's 601-862-3419 or online at generator-tec.com. Here's John and Corey Ravenstein for Juniker Jewelry Company. There are plenty of stores out there who buy old jewelry. But ask yourself, who can I trust to give me an honest valuation? And then make you a serious offer. At Juniker Jewelry Company, as gemologists and appraisers, we will assess accurately the real value of what you have. Bring us your old gold and platinum jewelry or Rolex timepiece. That diamond ring you inherited. Or maybe it's that diamond you just don't wear anymore because it simply lost its meaning. We tell you exactly what you have and make you the very best offer. We even buy large diamonds and entire estate collections. Most folks just want your scrap gold. So before you sell your old jewelry to just anybody, ask yourself, who can I trust? We're Jennifer Jewelry Company. For over 75 years, Mississippi's diamond and estate jewelry experts. For honest valuation and the best offer, come see us today. Juniker Jewelry, Mississippi's direct diamond importer. 1485 Highland Colony Parkway in Madison and JunikerJewelry.com. Hi, this is Dale Danks with Danks, Miller & Corey. With more than 100 years of combined experience, we have the expertise to handle even the most complicated matters. When you need a lawyer to fight for you, don't compromise. Contact us online at DanksMillerCorey.com. I wish there was a place where we could sample wines before we buy. There is. Colony Bistro and Wine Bar just opened right next door to Colony Wine Market in Madison. They have 32 wines by the glass, wine flights, and the food is terrific. Yes. Get your purse, sweetie. This was the closing agri-market report. At the close of New York Cotton Exchange, July cotton was no change at 82.82. December cotton was up 7 to 83.29. At the close of the Chicago Board of Trade, July soybeans were down 3.5 to 15.22 and 3 quarter per bushel. August soybeans were down 1 and a quarter to 14.71 per bushel. July corn was down two and a quarter to six fifty seven and a quarter per bushel. September corn was down four and three quarters to five sixty eight and a half per bushel. At the mercantile, August live cattle was down eighty two to one twenty ten. October live cattle was down seventy seven to one twenty four twenty seven. August feeders up forty two to one fifty four twelve. September feeders up fifty to one fifty five forty. And that's this hour. The Dow Jones is up two hundred sixty three points, thirty four thousand four sixty nine. I'm Dixon Williams, and this. Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network. AARP is working to protect Americans 50 plus by making sure you have the latest information about the COVID-19 vaccines and the distribution plans in Mississippi. Just visit aarp.org slash MS vaccine to learn who's eligible for the COVID-19 vaccine in Mississippi, when, where, and how to get it, and what you might want to discuss with your doctor. That's aarp.org slash MS vaccine paid for by AARP. Farmers can't choose the weather, trade policy, or market prices. But they can choose the most advanced dicamba with confidence. Ingenia Herbicide has the lowest volatility of all dicamba salts for more successful on-target applications. And it's straight from the dicamba experts, BASF. So make the confident choice for your soybean crop. Talk to your BASF rep or authorized retailer. Ingenia Herbicide is a U.S. EPA restricted-use pesticide. Additional state restrictions may apply. Always read and follow label directions. 
Real talk for real Mississippians. The JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays 10 to 1 on Super Talk Mississippi. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. folks so make sure you plan a mississippi adventure you can go to visit mississippi.org to explore a little more and rhino we haven't spoken to you much today but the music's been on point man if you haven't figured it out it's all from the movie over the top which has sylvester salon playing the truck driver who wins the big cash and the truck to save his son all through the sport of arm wrestling and we have our own over the top um winner here which well he's not the winner of over the top because i forgot that's an actual tournament so i don't want to put you <laughs> to put you up there but but i have no doubt that if wayne withers puts his mind to it he's definitely going to uh, accomplish that so you accomplished though the world's what was sort of your story of getting of getting there or getting invited there to the world arm wrestling league so i flew to california in may of 2019 and they was having the the IF, i'm sorry the wf worlds in uh, romania that year and i qualified to go and i come home and i started making plans to fly to romania and right away i seen that the world arm wrestling league was doing four free tournaments around the united states and the world arm wrestling league was was getting very popular it was just tv arm wrestling but it was like ufc style where they would put a mat you against somebody else and it would be like pay-per-view like uh not really pay-per-view but fox sports net and you know espn and stuff so the best of the best arm wrestlers in the world but you had to be invited you had to be drafted so they was doing four free tournaments and the winner, which means the king of the table, which means you had to win your weight class plus beat the champions of every other weight class, so basically everybody in the building. So I fly to Pennsylvania, and out of 235 competitors, I won the whole tournament. Come back home, they ran off the other tournaments. And we find out a few weeks later that, yeah, you're going to get a shot on the show, but it's going to be like an undercard. You're going to be on before the actual show for no money. And the other guys basically told the World Arm Wrestling League, you know, hey, take your match and shove it. But, you know, I didn't really look at it like that. I said, I got to do something to show these guys that I'm a lot better arm wrestler than they think I am. So we started toying with who who I could pull. So in a few weeks, uh, the promoter from Mississippi called me, and he said, hey, look, would you be interested in pulling Matt Mass in a super match at Mississippi if I can get him down here? And I said, well, sure. Well, Matt Mass is one of their top stars in World Arm Wrestling League. He'd beaten everybody pretty much. He just flew in the four-time Italian world champion one month before my match with Matt Mass, and Matt Mass literally destroyed him, sent him back to Italy with losses, just three losses. And so for two months, I said, what can I do to beat this guy? You know, uh, it's kind of like looking at the movie with Will Smith where he was trying to be a broker and he had to, you know, not take bathroom breaks, not do, not take the shortcuts to beat all these guys that was more experienced. So for two months, I was on a perfect diet, you know, basically just cornbread, greens, and stuff like that, peas, just lean, just lean <laughs> proteins. You just got some hoots and hollers for yeah. calling that the perfect diet, but yes. <laughs> Two months of that, two months of every day, four hours a day training my wrist and back pressure. Whether I was at work, I had some weights in my gym in my spare time. I was home, I was living in the gym, you know, for four, for two months, I'm sorry, every day in in um, about a month leading up before the match. I mean, I'm sorry, about a week, I couldn't hardly close my fingers because of all the pressure. My back was hurting so bad, I couldn't stand up straight. But, you know, I healed up and I shocked the world. I beat him three to zero that day. 
and nobody that's feeling. He flew to Mississippi, you know, his picture's up on the wall. He's signing autographs, you know. He just beat the four-time Italian world champion. What's what's old country boy from Mississippi going to do, right? It's that cornbread. Yes, that's exactly what it was, the cornbread. So I beat him through nothing but the World Arm Wrestling League didn't call me. All they did was call all the rest of their competitors and said, do not ever pull outside of an organization like that again because I had just made them look really bad. A few months later, a guy from Baltimore wanted to come out of retirement and pulled me. He had seen how popular I was getting. So we decided the match, and in between then and the time we were supposed to meet in Alabama and pull, he was telling the World Arm Wrestling League, hey, you should watch this match. Hey, the winner should be the one to go on the show. And I thought it was disrespectful, so I said, hey, you know, I put my time in. You know, I, I should be the one to go to the World Arm Wrestling League. So I trained just as hard for him as I did Matt Mask. And he was a really strong guy. But when he came to Alabama, I sent him back home with the loss as well. But the good thing was him calling the World Arm Wrestling League, telling them they should watch. They actually listened to what he said. And they was watching that day. And one month later, they called and offered me a two-year contract for matches in Chicago, starting out in Chicago. My debut match was supposed to be last August. And about two weeks before the tournament, uh, the whole season got canceled because of coronavirus. So I'm just sitting on hold right now waiting on to get that back. Well, we will make sure we get you back on good things when all that goes down so we can, with the rest of the world, watch Wayne Withers win um, the World Arm Wrestling Competition. I have no doubt that you can do it. And people can get more of you and actually see you in action over on your YouTube channel. How do they find you? I just go to Wayne Withers Arm Wrestling on YouTube. And uh, on Instagram, I'm armbender601. But to see my matches, it'd be Wayne Weathers Arm Wrestling. And if you want to find us on Facebook and keep up with our tournaments, it's Mississippi Arm Fighter is on Facebook. Well, I have enjoyed today more than you'll ever know, Wayne. I think it's so cool, your entire story. You're going to be a frequent flyer here because we're going to help you know, bring a little bit of sunshine to the sport of arm wrestling here in the state of Mississippi. And who knows? You never know. I may get out there and give it a whirl with the other ladies and pull for the first time. Awesome. Awesome. I'd I be wouldn't proud be, of the training. Hey, look, I wouldn't be – I wouldn't shy away from the opportunity to do something stupid like that so (laughs) you guys stick with us we got more for you coming up next you got sports talk mississippi from 3 to 6 p.m but rhino and i will be back tomorrow at 2 until then i hope you all find time for the good things Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.